he'd like to take the opportunity to uh, express his gladness and uh, welcome uh, you all in this uh, adventure that you're on to uh, uh, um, have, uh, have the opportunity to uh, create a, uh, say a greater understanding of uh, uh, Buddhism uh, from the uh, say in Thailand where you have some uh, affinity because of the, the uh, um, say being under the guidance of, of Ajahn Pasan or Ajahn Amaro. <coughs> so this is a uh, uh, an opportunity uh, for you all to have had uh, say the the chance to uh, come into contact with uh, the Buddhist teachings uh, because of the, say, the uh, encouragement and um, determination, loving kindness of the various teachers to set something up and the lay people to support a, uh, uh, the uh, coming into being of a, of a monastery in America. And uh, this is a... Uh, uh, you know, something that is, is very, very special. So the structure of, of Buddhism is set up in a way that uh, the, uh, uh, depending on the monastics uh, as a uh, providing leadership and example, the, the monks and nuns that, uh, uh, say, devote their, their lives to, to practice and then the uh, support of, of dedicated upasakas, upasikas, laymen, laywomen who are, are uh, uh, similarly committed. Um, this creates a, a uh, uh, say like a healthy foundation for the uh, people to practice. <coughs> so that we, uh, uh, that we rely on the, the foundations of, of uh, generosity, virtue, meditation as a, as a basis in practice. Um, what this does is, is give one the, the kind of stability to be able to understand oneself more clearly and have a, a, a returning to the roots of, of one's uh, sort of internal refuge. <coughs> So what we call the Dhamma is uh, it's something that uh, brings us to a place of, of uh, coolness and happiness. And uh, as we practice, as we train, <coughs> it's something that we all uh, both require and, and seek. And uh, as we lay the foundations uh, of our practice, then we're, we're able to experience that quality of coldness and happiness uh, and then be able to reflect uh, more clearly and carefully on the characteristics of existence uh, and it, uh, impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, non-self. Uh, as we reflect and investigate, uh, then we're uh, able to say, enter into the Dhamma more, more, sort of more fully, more completely. So that you have the opportunity to um, come travel as a group, uh, say, is dependent on the on the, uh, say the loving kindness and effort of the of the teachers. And uh, he said it's it's not easy 
to be trying to uh, organize or lead a, a group of people uh, and uh, the, uh, the he said he requests or encourages everybody to make a special effort to um, be attentive to each other as a group and then also to be attentive to the uh, what you're uh, coming into contact with uh, so that it really uh, allows you to increase your faith and effort in the in the practice of Dhamma so that ultimately this is something that you'll be able to be taking back to to uh, uh, America uh, with you to the back to the West and back to your practice and back to your communities <coughs> so when we um, practice uh, the Dhamma then we're we're able to uh, and rely on the qualities of faith and 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 effort then we'll be start being able to see for ourselves um, this Dhamma this truth and and this isn't something that is say peculiar to Thailand or peculiar to to the West this is a, a teaching uh, a, uh, well, the Buddhist teaching is something which is universal that we're able to, to, to recognize. Uh, it does rely on uh, establishing mindfulness. Mindfulness is an is a essential quality, that cultivation of awareness uh, that is, is, allows one to recognize and see things clearly and particularly reflecting on uh, deeply into the nature of, of, our, of the characteristics of existence, of impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, non-self. These are, are uh, uh, aspects of, of truth uh, that we, we recognize uh, more clearly and they, they start to uh, open up implications uh, that are, are, uh, uh, make us very, very peaceful. <coughs> so as we See, as we, we have faith to practice, then we have to implement that, put it into, put it into, uh, into practice, and, and be training ourselves. Um, the developing of the different types of meditation, whether they're uh, techniques of tranquility or techniques of, of uh, insight meditation. Actually, these are not really separate things. Ajahn Chah would never really make, draw a big distinction between them. It's all, uh, these are aspects of practicing the Dhamma. Uh, something that is uh, important to uh, pay special attention to is uh, just mindfulness of breathing and establishing the foundation of awareness in the, in the body. And so that, that bringing attention and bringing awareness uh, back into the body, back into the tangible uh, experience of, of, the, of, of the breathing and uh, using that as a, as a base so that we can, as we uh, put, that, put forth that effort, and this is something that Ajahn Chah uh, similarly emphasized that uh, in order to experience the fruits of, of practice, then we have to put forth effort. We have to be diligent in the, in the practice. And, uh, but as we, as we do uh, put forth effort in the, in the practice, and we find that 
um, a natural result is, is that the mind becomes more peaceful. Uh, there's a sense of, of joy arises in the, in the, in the mind and, a, and a, a joy in the Dhamma, joy in this, the, in this truth, in, this, in the teachings of the Lord Buddha. So as we develop this, say, mindfulness of breathing, mindfulness of the body, uh, we start to be able to recognize the, the, say the, the base, the foundation, the mind, and you have to start paying attention uh, to the mind, what the mind goes out towards, uh, so that the, the, the mind has the, say, the duty of recognizing uh, the various uh, sense experiences, the sense contact, and then the, uh, say, the movement uh, that takes place within the, within within the uh, within the mind, so that the this awareness uh, of the of the mind then is able to recognize sight, sound, smells, taste, touch, mental objects, uh, and then is able to to recognize also the let's say the the movement towards uh, liking, disliking, wanting, not wanting the the, uh, the, the added layers of complication uh, that are such a normal part of everyday existence uh, but which create problems for us so that they as we, we uh, recognize more clearly uh, and, and until we uh, say are, are able to have a consistency of mindfulness and a, a stillness, a tranquility of mind, clarity of mind, then we'll still get caught up in the, in the reactions, in, the, in the, uh, uh, the, sort of the movement of the mind. So that we, we need to be uh, diligent. Our diligence is in the cultivation of awareness and, and clarity and stillness so that we can recognize that movement and then not get caught up in it. <coughs> so the, uh, say, the development of, of awareness and, and mindfulness, uh, as we uh, investigate and recognize, we can see how the mind goes toward those, those uh, reactions of, say, gladness and sadness, and uh, the liking and disliking. And that in itself is the sort of the extremes that the Buddha pointed to as outside the middle way, the, uh, uh, the when the mind goes to gladness, liking, it, that's essentially the gama sukhalakani yoko, which is the, the extreme of sensual indulgence, from the, the, the very first teaching of the Buddha, um, the, the, when, the, when the Buddha pointed out the, the, the Four Noble Truths, uh, that was the extreme, one of the extremes that the, that the mind goes to that keeps us from experiencing truth and keeps us suffering. Uh, when we experience um, disliking, not wanting, that in itself is the atakila matanioko, the uh, extreme of, of uh, uh, I can't remember how to translate it, but you all know it. <laughs> That is what they, they, that, so that, that, that ex, extreme of, that, of the movements of the mind uh, is keeping the mind out of balance uh, so that as we 
uh, investigate and recognize and step, in, step back from those extremes, uh, then the mind is able to find its point of balance. Uh, as it fo- finds its point of balance, uh, then we can, can truly sort of enter into the peace of the Dhamma. So as we say, investigate and cultivate this awareness that, that comes to a point of balance, uh, we start to recognize the, the, and it's important to say, investigate the point of that all uh, mental f- formations, all, all um, physical formations, uh, body, mind, are, are all impermanent, all changing. <coughs> As we, uh, if we continue to uh, watch that closely, then we're, we're able to start to really let go. We're really starting to, to relinquish, to release uh, our attachments to things. So that, that's this uh, cultivation of, of awareness is, is, is just a, a very much a central key. And uh, this is something that uh, to be practicing, developing. Uh, you're here in, in uh, Thailand, going around to different monasteries. Uh, this is what you cultivate. You go back to uh, America. Uh, this is what you cultivate. This mindfulness awareness that's what, watching. That whether you're walking, sitting, standing, lying down, this is the, the foundation to be, be, be cultivating this, this awareness that's able to watch and see clearly uh, the extremes and then the, the letting go because it is impermanent and insubstantial. So a common experience for anybody who is, who is practicing in this path is there's, there's always doubts come up or uh, wavering uh, uncertainties. <coughs> and uh, these doubts and uncertainties in, in the practice is, is the method right? What method should I use? What, we is, what does that mean? Uh, all of these things are, are, are really not resolved through um, uh, a lot of external um, kind of uh, information, uh, but by the internal practice of, of the mindfulness and clarity that you're, you're cultivating. So that as you put the teachings into practice and uh, experience uh, uh, a continuity of, of awareness and a, uh, a clarity of mind, uh, you'll find that the, the doubts will fall away on their own. Uh, there, there, uh, the, there'll be a, a greater degree of certainty uh, in in practice, and that is 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 quite natural. So that uh, <coughs> it's also uh, important to recognize that you know to not to, to get caught up in say doubting about the teachings of of various teachers or methods or whatnot, but just to recognize that he said and you'll, you'll, you'll notice that the uh, uh, you know, really you, your, your teachers in in, in America uh, Ajahn Pasano Ajahn Amaro uh, you know basically uh, they're, they're teaching you to be, be mindful and, and, uh, and relinquish uh, they, you come here to Thailand and you go to various places and uh, you know, that's what you're going to get <laughs> that's, that's the teaching that, that you're going to get it's just 
because this is really the way to, to uh, you know, this, this cultivation of mindfulness, the, the developing of a, of a stillness, clarity of mind in order to see clearly the true nature of things and then be able to relinquish and let go. This, that's it. <laughs> so he's, uh, he said, that's probably enough for now, but he'd like to uh, give the opportunity to open it up for questions if anybody has any, any uh, uh, questions they'd like to ask or open it up for discussion. I've noticed in um, I've been working for quite some time with the um, very very knee-jerk um, immediate habit of going toward delight and backing off from um, uh, anything that's unpleasurable. And then where I, where I stay in the middle of those two is to, it, how I delude myself as a habit of victimization. So I've been working with those three uh, because they're very gross and easy to, to spot in my mind. Um, as time has gone on, I have noticed uh, an ease of um, and a lessening of the pattern of going toward delight so the, the, the passion for pleasurable experiences has, has lowered though the delight in pleasurable experiences is still delightful the energy to go toward him really quick has lessened but what I and I felt pretty good about that what I've noticed on this trip um, is that the, the, the roots have still not been cut, so I've noticed that a, a lighter, a, a more, it's still a very gross habit, but less obvious to me, not something I've been really paying as attention to, is, um, I'm sure it's really obvious to everybody, but <laughs> it's my habit to want to impress my teachers, or anybody who will listen to me. <laughs> Really sorry, guys. <laughs> but, so now I'm looking at that, and I saw, I see that, that, that uh, the, so, so why I saw that is uh, Ajahn Amro had made mention to me about the movement of mind, and, um, and I, I've been, my habit immediately went to, um, am I, but I'm not, I'm not going after a pleasurable thing. So what is it that, that my mind's moving on? I, I was like, obviously... I mean, he was right. I could see that my mind actually was moving, but I wasn't clear because I've been so focused on delight, that, and that wasn't it. So, so it went. So anyway, I, I sat with that for a couple of hours. I finally realized that oh, I was trying to impress. I was just using words and information I had picked up before, and I was trying to impress my teacher, who is in earshot. <laughs> and it's like it's so humbling to realize that this is so anyway so I saw that and let it go so what, then what happened as I noticed that I had plenty of opportunity to let that go as I'd see the, the desire to impress come up let it go then the next thing that would happen would I'd, I'd feel this enormous um, energy in my body that was actually kind of painful the twist in my back or my shoulder or my, and my um, 
And I'm just wondering if I'm, if I'm, what I'm, what's, what I'm doing wrong there, or is that just the karma coming through the body because it's not coming through an expression, or what do I do with that? Because I was actually quite struck by that. It's like, it was, it was still going to find its way out somewhere. I wasn't sure what to do with, with that. Is that showing that I'm, I'm, I'm practicing wrong, or what? Do I do? You think too much. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, so the, uh, the, the object of practice or the, um, say the aspiration of, towards practice is, yes, is towards the, say, relinquishing of self and letting go of self and, and uh, sort of penetration of, of self. But the... Uh, it's it's actually really important and essential to to be attentive to the foundations of of happiness that the that what we do you know we, the, the the cultivation of of um, generosity of giving of service of of uh, you know this creates a happiness uh, and it 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 gives gives happiness to the heart. Um, you know, is it Gama Sukhali Kanu Yoko? Is it the extreme of you know, seeking pleasure? Uh, well, yeah, maybe. Uh, but the reality is that the heart needs to be uh, nourished, and we we we're, you really have to 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 create a an understanding of the difference between the seeking of happiness through uh, say unwholesome methods and the seeking of happiness through wholesome methods, kusala and akusala. So that as, you, as we cultivate the, the happiness that is, uh, arises from, from the wholesome, then this is an encouragement to us. It nourishes us, it supports us. We cultivate the, 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 our, our sila. Uh, we develop our, our, our virtue. Uh, when we... Uh, develop our virtue and pay attention to our precepts and whether, uh, then uh, that creates a happiness uh, this is a happiness that is is from from the that is has a wholesome base uh, and you, you you have to recognize oh yeah this is you know, the, the mind is 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 still oh yeah it's still attached to that happiness uh, but you also understand its wholesome roots uh, and it's and it's, uh, say, it's practical application that this is something uh, you know, quite essential for the for the heart to 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 experience. Uh, and, and as we cultivate that, the same with the meditation. The meditation we cultivate in a way that that allows us to experience experience happiness and to experience the joy of the peaceful heart, the 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 joy that comes from having mindfulness and clarity within the heart. This, is, this provides a, a happiness that is increasingly refined and uh, uh, supportive uh, 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 of, our, of our heart. As, as we continue to, to practice and rely on these wholesome roots, and you keep investigating and then in recognizing okay, when, because as soon as the mind starts to attach too strongly, you suffer immediately. Uh, the suffering comes up. The, the, the heart closes. 
uh, and uh, you know, it, it kicks back at you. So that you're recognizing how attachment works. Uh, as you're relying on, the, say, this, say, this complete path of uh, dhāna, sīla, bhāvana, then the, what it does is, is, is give a, a stability of, of heart and, and, uh, that is nourished with, with happiness that is then able to recognize the limitations uh, of that happiness. But it has to be ready to recognize those limitations in order for it to, to relinquish. Uh, but all along the way, you're, you're, you're discerning, using wisdom to discern the difference between the, the, the skillful and the unskillful. And the uh, learning to recognize and discern the the, the way that attachment uh, and clinging functions, so that you're learning how to le- you're learning how to get let go, as you uh, cultivate and continue to cultivate, and there's a momentum in the practice, then there's a point where you're you're really able to to let go uh, of sort of worldly types of happiness that have the sense of self. Uh, attached to it and and uh, aglo- uh, accumulated around it, and what one experiences, of course, is a, is, is a much greater degree of, of happiness because it doesn't have any attachment there. So that's the, so you one starts to abide, it able to abide in the the, the say a transcendent dhamma that is 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 free from attachment. Thank you. Um, it seems that like a sense of um, separation. I, I often notice this. Um, it, it, uh, you know that I will often feel somehow separate from things or separate from people, and I. Um, and I see the antidote as a sense of connection. So, um, so like connecting to mindfulness or connecting to the breath is, is actually an antidote. Um, and I was—I just wanted to get um, his um, uh, opinion about this, and also just to see it maybe as a form of doubting, you know, because I mean, ultimately I can see that you know we're all connected, and you know, of course that's the way to happiness. Uh, and, and yet what often comes up in the mind is yeah, somehow this is separate, that's separate, um, mm-hmm. I'm separate, um, mm-hmm. they're separate, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in so many ways. I mean, you know, it could be about anything. So the uh, so basic foundation that we, uh, is necessary to cultivate in order to, uh, say, live in the world with other beings and the, the world as it is is the quality of, of loving kindness and metta uh, and the this is a uh, something that we we cultivate and develop uh, that well wishing uh, towards ourselves towards others towards the, the world around us and as we uh, keep returning to that then the um, it's quite ordinary that when we we live in the, in the, in the world and whether we're 
say, in the world of family, whether in the world of, of work and occupation, whether we're in the world of the monastery, um, and we, we have separate lives and separate feelings. And, and, and the, uh, but it, it has to rely on, let's say, the glue for harmony or unity uh, is the is an intention or volition towards towards loving kindness and and uh, and uh, that that quality of, of well wishing and caring kindness and so the 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 the, the quali- that quality is is uh, is also nurtured uh, and supported by our commitment to to virtue and as we are well established in, in virtue and a quality of restraint, uh, non-harming, uh, and we might even feel like uh, lashing out or whatever. But the, the, at least the at least the precepts uh, hold us, give us a container where we're not following it, not getting caught up. And and as we we uh, see understand and, and and take delight in. Uh, the, the say the benefits of, of uh, that container of, of integrity and, and virtue uh, again that we, we experience a, a quality of, of well-being uh, this uh, the other I mean we always have to rely on mindfulness and the, the say the, the, the mindfulness the continuity of awareness the uh, ability to sustain uh, reflective investigation uh, of the circumstances that we're in, um, and 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 being able to separate out what are you know what is wholesome, what's unwholesome, what is is uh, um, because it's it's again it is it is uh, uh, ordinary or normal that uh, we live with very different people and circumstances and, and uh, there isn't an evenness on that in that realm in that in that in that in that area uh, the let's say the, the evenness uh, much more comes from the internal quality of, of mindfulness and and, uh, and loving kindness Yeah, he's uh, he's sending them off to receive receive food and, and uh, so he's sort of, he said then just he's, uh, he's so he's giving him the time he's making it. Uh, if I can, if I can manage it. One, one of the things I appreciate um, Ajahn's thoughts very, very much, and uh, what um, stays with me, both from your teaching and so many of the disciples of Ajahn Chah, is the um, 
emphasis on the relinquishment and the non-attachment, and so that um, you know one sees over and over again the, the relentless picking up of things and identification. Uh, so I find that very helpful um, practice, and certainly work with that. I also have um, friends who emphasize sort of the non-dual approach, where it's more a case of, of finding the peace and staying there, not picking things up in the first place, like working in that direction. And I've resisted that. And I think that there's um, some uh, some very important truth in that. And I just thought that Ajahn might have some. Uh, thoughts about how to reconcile these two approaches uh, mm. that might be helpful. Um, he said they um, say the, the purpose of practice is the end of suffering. <laughs> you know that? And uh, the say the, the, the purpose of letting go is to be able to, to drop suffering. And the, um, you know, as we um, see the ways that we suffer, then we have to learn how to let go of it. The, um, there's one occasion when um, Ajahn Ran was, was with Ajahn Chah and, and uh, uh, somebody asked uh, Ajahn Chah, you know, what's the the fastest way to enlightenment? And uh, and Ajahn Chah answered, uh, you know, well, the fastest way is not to do anything at all. And and he, he said that the answer was uh, sort of it's kind of a, a flippant answer to a, a kind of an insincere question. Uh, but also uh, in speaking with Ajahn Chah and in reflecting, uh, that you know, the, the answer has two levels. You know, so that the, the, the flippant sort of answer, but then also the, the very deep meaning to that is exactly the same. That you... You know, how, what is the fastest way to enlightenment? Well, you don't do anything at all, uh, and because the nature of the mind is that it's it, it is there is this purity, uh, there is this illumined heart which is free, which if you don't do anything, there it is. Um, Which is a wonderful theory. <laughs> so that that, uh, but, in, but is that actually how we relate to experience? You know, is is that actually how how people uh, live their lives? Uh, so that uh, so then, if that is, you know, if one doesn't live from the enlightened mind, then what do you do? Uh, so then, what you do is you have to start recognizing where is the clinging, where is the suffering, how do I let, relinquish it, how do I let go of it. And, and that is, that is say, the, the nitty-gritty practicalities of, of, of working with, with Dhamma practice, is that you have to start recognizing, uh, oh yeah, there's, 
selfishness there. There's kind of stinginess there. Well, you work with generosity. Oh, there's uh, anger. There's irritation. Oh, you're working with with loving kindness. Okay, there's there's uh, sort of imp- impetuousness and whatnot. Okay, you're working with patience, uh, and it, all of that you're having to relinquish and let go of the of that which is causing suffering, uh, so that. In the end, uh, where one ends up is in a place of, as one increasingly is able to to let go, to put down, and not pick up again, uh, then the mind experiences a, 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 a tremendous emptiness and and, uh, and clarity. Um, the uh, the, but the, the uh, say the say the reality is is we actually have to practice this. Uh, it it uh, he says oh, oh he says, and you know and if that is is you know how is, if that is how we function in the sense that you know unless we're functioning from the the completely enlightened mind then that's what we have to do. Uh, so that that uh, the the attentiveness to to letting go, learning how to, to relinquish, let go, uh, but also recognizing that that is, you know, say, you know, that there's a truth to that. It's not as if it's not true. Um, but um, how do we get there? How do we reach that? How do we how do we work with that in a in a day to day basis? Uh, so that that's uh, attention is placed on that. Uh, say the practicalities of letting go, so that we're cultivating the path of uh, of sila samadhi banya, and this path supports the heart of relinquishment and letting go. You understand? So he said, just keep, you keep practicing letting go, and whether people sort of whatever they say about it or or or, or don't agree with it, then you just keep letting practicing letting go. <laughs> So he said that uh, in America there's way too much information. <laughs> and he said it's like you've got Thai monks teaching, you've got Burmese monks teaching, you've got Sri Lankan monks teaching, you've got Tibetan monks teachings, and you listen to those teachings and you end up getting confused by it all. And he said just keep practicing letting go. <laughs> He said, all of the different teachings. I mean, this is where they where they end up, you know, in the sense of the the development, the the basic overarching principle of the Buddhas of of sila samadhi panyo, virtue, meditation, wisdom, uh, and then arriving at a point of, of relinquishment and letting go, uh, freedom. These are this is a uh, uh, it, uh, it it comes together at this point. All these different teachings. They said, uh, you know, to you know, try, you know, try not to get too caught up in in, in doubts and, and and worry, because uh, uh, even though it's quite natural to doubt, he said, uh, you know, 
my generation of practitioners, we all had doubts. Uh, the people who practiced before that all had doubts. Um, and it's, it's quite natural for, 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 for you know, to, be, to be having doubts. We said, but it's, it's just so important to, to be able to discern, okay, what are the, the practical ways to uh, train the heart so that the mind doesn't get stuck or caught by that, that doubting. ยะทาวาริวาหาปุราปริปูรันติสาขรังเอวัมเมวิโตทินังเมตานังปกปฏิยิจิตังปฏิตังตุมหังคิปเมวัสมิตตุสเภปูรันโตสังกปาจันโท